It is Thursday the 7th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and a very special Thursday. Shane Lee, of course, is on a special operation and filling the chair is the great Brisbane comedian himself, Shad Wicker. How are you, Shad? Oh, mate, it's great. It's great being here from the greatest state of all, Mm. Queensland. Where else but Queensland? Now, tell us about uh, what's going on in your world, where you're gigging. You're going to Perth? Mate, I'm actually, yeah, I'm heading over west. Um, I haven't been Mm. over to WA before, so I'm going there for a few shows at the uh, Comedy Lounge there, kicking off tomorrow night. Any tips of places to go, Tim, or what? Oh, Northbridge is always very good. And if you get an opportunity to get a little cruise down the Swan, and I mean, I don't think you're going to be there long enough to do too much of the Margaret River, but you'll enjoy Perth. It's it's a good town. Uh, it's just a long way to get to. That yeah, well, it is I've, good. I've heard nothing but good things, um, but mm. I'll be looking forward to it. So if anyone's listening in Perth, come along to the shows at the Comedy Lounge. I'm doing a, two shows a night, so they'll be fun. Yeah, beautiful. All right. And if you're listening from Western Australia or you love Shad that much, jump on a plane, go see him. We've got a yeah. stack of sport about Nick Kyrgios blasts his way through the semifinals oh. at Wimbledon. He's playing some extraordinary tennis. Uh, we'll look at this cricket because England are just going berserk and the NRL buy a restaurant. Not everyone's happy. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Nick Kyrgios, are you in Camp Kyrgios or uh, where do you sit on this quite uh, polarising, talented, extraordinary, different Sports person. Mate, I'm a card-carrying member. King Kyrgios, mm. baby. I love Kyrgios. He is my favourite. I think he's awesome, and I think that a lot of the flack that he cops is very unfair, if I'm being completely honest, Tim. Uh, I'm loving this run at Wimbledon right now. He has proven the haters wrong. It's a new side to Kyrgios as well, which I'm kind of loving, this like this vulnerable side to him that's really starting to convert to some great tennis on the court as well. Uh, straight sets win last night, which is absolutely spectacular, which – will hopefully get some of these haters to turn around and get on board as he makes a run against Nadal. Yeah, I must admit I've been critical at times of Nick Kyrgios, but uh, I I am with him with with virtually every argument that he's had at Wimbledon. He's done, a couple of times he's overstepped the line, but that's it's a past thing, and we, we spoke about it during the week. I mean, he was right. And, look, sometimes yeah. he gets his cards marked because of who he is. Tsitsipas was the one that whacked the ball in the crowd. And he, he's, he's a unique figure and very good for tennis, I think. 100%. Like, this is the thing as well. Tennis is honestly boring if Nick wasn't in there right now, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, there has been some great tennis going on, but you need a character. I mean, we're on the back end of the, the three greatest tennis players arguably to ever play the game. Like they're going to be on the back ends of their careers right now, and you know he he puts it so well. You know they don't want to put him on the main court, but he'll he'll fill any court he's on. You know people want to come watch it, so a lot of these people want to sit there and complain and say that he's not good for tennis. Well, he's selling out. 
He's selling out every place that he's at. People are talking about the game of tennis. People are watching it. So what what is good for tennis then if it's not more eyes on the sport and he is showing that he can actually compete as well? Like he's backing it up with the tennis now. And that journalist that was having a crack about the hat and the shoes, oh, he really slammed him, didn't he? I guess? love it. Because uh, it, was, it was obvious what the guy was trying to do. Yeah, 100%. And I tell you, I think that the journos in this situation as well need to probably have a bit of a look at the, like a long, hard look at themselves. There was an issue I found that was a bit poor form was Isla Tomlanovich has had a great Wimbledon run. And mm. obviously she went down uh, last night, which means that she won't be heading through to the next round, which would have been against Hallett, which would have been hard anyway. But the first question she gets asked is about her relationship with Nick Kyrgios after this run. And you're kind of like, that's really poor form for an unseated player that has just exceeded all expectations at a tournament. Mm. So you want to complain about how Nick Kyrgios is making this circus of tennis, but then you're fueling it by not asking appropriate questions of other players. So I, that, that I thought was really annoying. Oh, exactly. And you know they've got they've got plenty to answer, haven't they themselves? Mm. Um, the way that they get get in there and, and ask those types of questions. And well done to Ola Tomjanovic. It was quite extraordinary what she achieved. Now, uh, just by making the semi-finals, um, that's a prize check of just under one point three million dollars. Yeah, and you know what you know what uh, is fascinating though as well is like that's great money and that's obviously a great thing that you get through the prestige of the tournament. But we've all seemingly forgotten that this Wimbledon contributes nothing to your ranking. Mm. <laughs> like so, even though this is Kyrgios's best run at a Grand Slam, it will mean nothing to his world ranking. No, that's stupid, <laughs> like, it? insane. I, I, do, I do love watching it, though, and because I don't know what the weather's been like in other parts of the country, but uh, up and down a big part of the eastern seaboard, it's been wet and dreary, and you look over mm. there and the weather's beautiful, and <laughs> next thing you know, Kate Middleton, who always looks like a model, uh, the Royals are there. Oh, mate, it's been colder here in Brisbane than it has been at the body All England Tennis and Croquet Club. Uh, how's Kate Middleton blowing her little kisses across the family? It's such a little, little cute little family event at Wimbledon now for them, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've got to get there one day. We've got to go on the road, Chad. And uh, oh. and the English cricket team, they were a basket case just a few months ago. And Joe Roots, um, he's going to end up with more runs than any of them. Johnny Bairstow's batting like uh, one of the great batsmen of all time. They have turned it round on a dime. Yeah, crazy to see the the switch in form for this English cricket side. I love in the uh, news reports, though, people are really like, they're really leading into how much they've changed how England's playing. And one of the quotes was, they're rewriting how cricket is played in England. So that that means winning, I guess. Yeah, yes, exactly. And we've got the Ashes next year, so that's going to be nice and competitive. What about the Brisbane Lions? Uh, What's the word on the street? They're playing some amazing AFL. Do you think that the true believers of the the Lions are thinking that we could do this again? Of course, they had that amazing run, didn't they, with Vossi and the boys? Mate, the vibe in Brisbane is is very positive, the way they've been going. I mean, we don't have that slip up in the gallery a couple of weeks ago, but um, I think it's anyone's game at the moment with the with the AFL like ladder. The ladder at the moment is so stacked at the top end. Obviously, tonight's going to be a big top-of-the-table battle mm. that'll have a bit of ramifications on exactly how confident the Lions feel about closing that gap. But, um, man, this Lions team's looking good. My, my team, Carlton, dare I say it, are looking like contenders this year, which is a weird position to be in as a Carlton fan, to, to have a competitive team in the competition right now. The, the Yeah, the AFL is so exciting at the moment. But the Lions vibe in Brizzy, 
is uh, it's going to be home final and hopefully a flag. We're really confident. And Yeah, yeah, you're good old Mighty Blues, and they have some fantastic uh, numbers when it comes to supporter base and what a, what a mighty, mighty club. All right, stay with us. We've got a big NRL story just around the corner. Now, the NRL have gone out and bought Gambaro's restaurant in <laughs> Brisbane, and I've always loved Gambaro's. Great spot, good people. Yeah. Uh, one of their venues is just up from Caxton Street. Yeah. But there's a number of power brokers in the game. Uh, we touched on this yesterday that aren't all that happy about it, including um, Politis, Pappas, the, the boss of the Broncos. Yeah, um, I've never been to Gambaro's, man. I can't afford it. So it's nice that you've been able to go there, Tim. But uh... Well, I'll shout, <laughs> you ne- I'll shout you next time. Oh, that'd we'll, be great. We'll have the Abdo Burger. Oh, lovely. Yeah, this is a fascinating um, story in, in Brisbane. In terms of being in Brizzy, uh, even though the power brokers in the NRL probably aren't that stoked about it or across teams, but I'm stoked about it as a as a Brisbaneite because it means that Caxton's going to get this revitalisation that it's much needed for quite some time. Uh, outside of the Caxton Street Hotel, there's not a lot of action on that street. But what I find fascinating is that the NRL is looking to make money. Mm. <laughs> like they're moving into the pub and hotel game. The story here in Brisbane is that they're going to take over the hotel part of Gambara. It's a Gambara restaurant that you love will still be there. Um, but the, they're going to start revamping some of the rooms and name them after former NRL greats. So you'll be able to go in and stay in the Malmeninga room, the Talis room. Uh, one that I'll be interested to check out is the Joey Johns room. I feel like there'll be a lot of mirrors in that room, which will be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. There's, like, uh, what do you think of the refs at the moment? Like We've had two get dropped last week. I know Trent Robinson has been banging on about it and um, like got himself into strife, but uh, like a couple of those decisions across the weekend in that Roosters game, and then the, then you saw the Raiders game and the last moments of that. Yeah, I, I mean, refs are always a hot topic in every sport every single year. What I'm sick of is, you know, and we mentioned Joe just a second ago, but the, the people calling for another ref again. Like, I feel like we go in circles when it comes to the NRL, uh, when it comes to what we want to do when it comes uh, about referees. We've got a problem, I think, that there's not a lot of quality refs floating around. I think that's the true issue at the moment, that they don't have a lot of great referees coming through. And then the other side of that is some weeks when you watch it, I don't know if you feel this way too, mm. Tim, but I feel like the man in the middle also doesn't know what the rules are. Yeah, well, oh, he's getting so, oh, he's getting so many voices in his ear or voices in his head. I mean, that Sam Verrill's tackle, I just couldn't believe that that in any way could have been a, a penalty and it was so pivotal because, you know, Penrith scored a try and uh, boom, crash, opera, they lose the game, the Roosters. But, yeah, look, hopefully nothing like that will happen at State of Origin. The guys are in camp, uh, New South oh. Wales Blues. Look, it's been such a wretched old time, hasn't it, for so many Australians, particularly those up around Lismore and uh, the, the Blues are staying. Well, they're not too far away from there and um, it's good to see them and Queensland, no doubt, getting a part of the community. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about Origin that, you know, we all get wrapped up in the uh, massive rivalry between the two states, but the teams always go on these nice trips before each camp into, I know the Maroons camp went out to Warwick uh, just earlier this week as well. And, and it, you know, it's it's obviously a, a team bonding session. That's what a lot of these teams do in the lead up to it. But it means a lot to these smaller towns. I've seen exactly what it means to even outside of when there's, you know, natural disasters and such like that's mm. happened to Lismore. But being from Cairns, you know, when the origin side came up to visit, like we packed out 
uh, Barlow Park just to see them with the shield. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's like it's those little moments that when you get 10 years down the track, you'll have a kid from Lismore that will be putting on a Blues jersey that will remember that moment that happened just this past week with the blue side in there. So it's it's also nice to see a little bit of a change up in the news in the lead up to the game instead of, uh, you know, we'll save all the drama until next week. Can I give a quick mention to your blue side, though, just quickly? Yeah, the winning team for next week. Oh, you, God damn it. <laughs> I'm actually quite nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. But um, Chad Townsend getting the call up to join the Blues squad. Mm. Can we give Todd Payton the Coach of the Year, like, award now? That's 10 Cowboys across both sides that have featured in this Origin series. Mm. What a turnaround for that team under under his, like, leadership. Yeah, he's got a good group, hasn't he? And it's it, like Dean Young to him as well. They, they, they've all got to take some credit. They've they've done a remarkable job. They absolutely abolished Brisbane, now, that big brother, mm. little brother game last week. Um, UFC, what about this UFC, this ex-UFC fighter, Paige Van Sant and that racy photo shoot? What do you think of those, yet? Oh, bloody hell, man. I tell you what, I have to uh, hide... <laughs> Bloody hide my phone when the missus are out. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no. It's... <laughs> Mate, it's just nice to see a, a nice picture from the UFC after seeing the gape in the side of Holloway's face on the weekend. It's nice mm. to see something pretty for once. <laughs> Look, I'm sure when I went to Gambaro's, I, I gave a nice tip. Um, what about this waitress? <laughs> Wrapping it up today, this waitress, she's absolutely freaked out in this video when uh, yeah. NBA star Jay Miranda's has given her a $500 tip. Yeah, look, I mean, it is amazing and good on her, but I, when I first saw the story, I don't know if you feel the same way here, but John Moran is on a lot of money mm. of, of like $500. <laughs> I think he could have tipped more, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I know it means a lot to her, but come on, Joe, you can tip more than 500 bucks, mate. You're on, what is it, $20 million? <laughs> but as you know, some of the wealthiest people don't like spending it, pal. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. That's why they're rich and I'm poor, I guess. Come and see Shad in Perth. <laughs> yes, please do. I need the money. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Shad. Uh, yeah, to O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Ah, oh, yes, absolutely. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.